to another week of Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. I am your host, Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. And this week, well, a couple weeks ago, I was, I was recording in Brisbane. I recorded it in a podcast studio in Brisbane. And now I'm here with my guests. And we're in the back room of my shitty little back room of my house. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I mean, he's secretly judging. <laughs> He's secretly judging, but that is fine, because I just secretly judge all the time. <laughs> it's a secret within myself. Uh, but isn't everyone? I mean, deep down, like, to a degree. Secretly judging? Yeah, secretly. Secretly judging themselves, secret? Oh yeah, well, it's either self-judging or they're, uh, like, very much judging. I, I, I mean, we're in Churnside Park. Yeah, but I don't want to spill the secrets sure. of where I live. Sure, no, fair enough. Fair we enough. won't go beyond Chernside Park. <laughs> uh, what about, I should say, the south-eastern suburbs? Oh, it's too late now, we say Chernside Park. Oh, yeah, it's true, yeah. yeah so, uh, uh, today's guest is Zach Marin. Hello, hello. Now, it's interesting. I've had someone on the twice before <laughs> with the, last, the same last name as you. Is, is that a coincidence? Um, oh, look, not really. There's not many Marinins, to be honest. Marinin. Marinin. Yeah. Marinin. I said Marin like Mark Marin. Oh, yeah, Mark. Well, yeah, yeah. Mark Marin um, is a distant relative on my dad's side. On your dad's side? Well, not your mum's side. You come from the mum's side. You took your <laughs> mum's last name. <laughs> no, nah, my mum's last name is like Bishop or something. Like, my parents divorced, but she still held on to my dad's last name. Back when everyone was still taking last names, because she didn't want to be be a bishop again. No, some bad some bad vibes if you become a bishop. <laughs> Just ask the Vatican. Good. That's the great satire we've all come to appreciate on this podcast. It's Zach. It's Zach Marinin. and your brothers with Pat. Yes, I am. I'm brothers with Pat. Is that the same Pat from It's Pat? I don't. What's It's Pat? It's Pat. The famous SNL character that oh yeah that would be I don't know if it'd be I don't know if it wouldn't be allowed or not allowed or yeah well I just know like back when Cracked.com had lists of things and it was like least the the worst characters it's Pat would always come up as like the least funny character and like the joke was which I think is this is where it wouldn't be allowed today, is like the joke is, we can't tell who you, what, what are what, you? Yeah, what's your gender? We can't yeah. tell. You could be a man, you could be a woman. And that was the whole joke. It was like, what is this person? <laughs> and they got 90 minutes out of that. <laughs> Lord Michaels. Well, Lord Michaels, he was trying to make every single side character into a movie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was during that real kind of, all right, well, you know, we can put 30 million behind this and make it a vehicle and there'll be like... Well, was Austin Powers ever actually an SNL character or no. was that just an idea? That was just an idea Mike Myers had. Yeah, right. So, yeah, that was Wayne's World. It was <laughs> yeah, Wayne's that was, that, that was the SNL and it, it worked once. Yeah. Well, and like Adam Sandler, his characters were all just like such and such man. Yeah, Opera Man. Opera Man and Pizza Man. Pizza, pizza Opera Man. Is that a character? Well, he is a character. What's that line from Pulp Fiction? Just because you are a character doesn't mean you have character. And that's the famous movie that you inspired, that inspired you, right? Oh, what, um, what white guy in his early 20s wasn't inspired by Tarantino? I can't say I was. <laughs> well, actually, that's an interesting thing um, at VCA. Like... Like, I don't know, I'm not telling tales out of school or anything, but... Oh, please, tell tales out of school. Basically, if you told VCA that your heroes were Christopher Nolan and Tarantino, they'd, like, show you the door. Because it's like, oh, well, like, that's every every fucking guy's, like, you know, of course. It's, you know, 
you want to be the next Tarantino, good for you, mate. You want to be the next Christopher Nolan, of course you do. That's like... It's nothing. Like, you know, you need to actually show a bit of more depth. It'd be like saying, oh, well, I don't know music people, so I don't know who's actually like a valid, um, you know, ooh, they, they listen to that guy or they listen to that gal or they listen to that person. They don't know what a valid uh, kind of musician is, but in terms of film auteurs, they, if you're like saying like, oh, Tarantino's my hero, they'd kind of be like, oh yeah, good. Another one of these pop culture fiends that don't have their own want to make some want to make something people like and are successful yeah that's not not here in australian film school mate absolutely not we'll give you 30 grand debt and a movie that no one will want to see look no offense vca thank you for the opportunity absolutely offense to vca on my (laughs) hand if it's not about some guy well getting a heroin addiction Oh, even that, even that, they'd be a bit like, yes, but, you know, can we do it in a way that alienates the audience even more so? Like, I mean, I remember I pitched them um, a few ideas. This is, but, okay, this is my revenge. So, like, I pitched an idea about a couple that uh, had a scare pregnancy, um, and it was just them looking for the uh, the morning after pill in their apartment, scrambling through everything, and, like, their their relationship breaks down over one night. And the teacher went, well, that's just two people in a room. And that was in 2019, just before the 2020 lockdown. And, like, I was just going, like, I could have made it. Like, you know, I would have been seen as, like, someone that was ahead of the curve. But, no, nah, they uh, they want you to be as ambitious as possible and, like, put all this money behind a movie that no one's going to see. I mean, some of them might be seen, but, like, it's, it's a lot of uh, bells and whistles. A lot of bells and whistles. Yeah, be ambitious, but don't be, like, Nolan ambitious. Well, yeah, I, well, I don't get it. I don't get it, man. I, I don't know. Well, have you ever uh, worked with any VCA short film people or film students? I've, I've never worked with film students. Oh. I had a friend who uh, went to film school. He didn't have the world's greatest experience. Yeah, uh, can I... Was it Melbourne-based? It was It was Melbourne-based, yes. There's a, there's a few... Was I don't. It, I don't know which one he went to, but okay. maybe I'll ask him next time. I mean, I feel like every film school has their pros and cons. So, like, I know VCA. I'm. I'm. I'm crapping on now, but the good, like, it's like the private school of film schools where you get all the best technology and like facilities and best teachers. Um, but like, and then you become politicians. Well, and then you become politicians. That's the politician pipeline, right? Well, absolutely. Because it's a private school. Well, it's a private school, but then also like you're also kind of taught you no know, like life skills. It's like we're going to teach you to be an auteur but you're not going to actually be able to be hireable in this day and age because, like, no one's looking for directors outright. They're looking for people that can, you know, help the gaffer out and do some PA and, like, make a prop under, like, a day with no money. Like, they want really... result Like, uh, RMIT, they train soldiers, like, to work on the set and be ready for 10-hour days and know the ins and outs of WHS and it's boring and don't think creatively and, you know, here's zero budget and make something out of it. Um... But, like, yeah, it's, it's sort of like we need a balance of RMIT's kind of, I don't know, realistic expectations of the work industry and then VCA's somewhat uh, hopeful optimism that it's all going to work out with your, your vision. It's like a really, um, like, what, a private school with a Steiner School-style teaching? I don't know. If you were in a Steiner School, wouldn't you have, a lot, have to have a lot of money? Well, is that I, the similarities between Steiner and private? Well, again, I think it depends on the Steiner school. Like, like money might not even be. Uh, <laughs> it might all just be like interpretive dance is how they pay for their school lunches. You know, like they'd get a jam donut by doing a little comparative uh, satirical number, doing something with sock puppets and gowns. How dare you! How dare you Sorry. say that about... That's the way a state school does it. Did you go to St. Sook Poppets? I went to state school. Same. I went to a state school and I had to... Um, I had to... If I wanted to go out and get a potato cake, I had to s- perform with a sock puppet. <laughs> and they had to be like, I'm a potato cake. All I eat is potato cakes. And then they'll give me the potato cake. What was the um, use of space... This was a literal critique my um, drama teacher said. I didn't use enough of the, the, the floor during my monologue, so I needed to incorporate the space more. So I just did the same monologue, but walking around. 
Did, did, uh, did that raise your grade? I don't think it did. <laughs> so... You know, in primary school... Yeah. I, I auditioned for, like, a role in, like, the production. Mm-hmm. I got the role as the villain. And they were like, well, you're not loud enough. So we have to change roles. So now you're a supporting character. Like, oh, wait, no. Now you don't know where to stand properly because we're not good at directing. We're going to make you like a background person. Oh, my gosh. So they passively like gave you less and less role. Yeah. So were you, but were you wanting to do the role originally? Yeah, I wanted to do the role. Oh. I was pretty happy when I got the role. And now who's the only one from that school who actually performs regularly? I know, I was going to say, did you invite any teachers to come see you and put you in the newsletter? <laughs> if I invited them to see one of my shows, they'll be like, we should have worked harder. <laughs> we should have seen this coming and should have nipped this in the bud. That's the Australian equivalent, um, like the school performer. It's like, oh no, what have we done? We've like, where did we go wrong? Um... <laughs> We should we should have encouraged him. He wouldn't have he wouldn't have gone this way. No, we alienated him too much, and now he just wants attention. Mm. Oh, what is that's yeah, that's a big thing. I noticed my my partner's uh, a primary school teacher, and she'll kind of tell me about you know without you know being too obvious about it, like just a couple uh, behavioural issues, and I'm going, oh yeah, that's like a drama kid waiting to find their chance and be the most annoying fucking thing in the world. But like, because I was that kid i was like oh we're doing shakespeare yes we can perform it and like do voices and everyone else just you know what drama oh yeah no i guess do you reckon it's because it's earnest like you almost have to be like you can't do it ironically what drama yeah yeah i mean i guess you can do sport ironically (laughs) right i mean i certainly do when i play well i don't think anyone else does I just think it's it's seen a bit as a bit uh, fancy pants. Yeah. But sports is like knuckleheads and all that stuff. I was in a state school in southeastern suburbs, so of course. Well, sports, yeah, like that's that's the economy, really, isn't it? Yeah. And they're all real estate agents. A lot of the sports stars in my high school are now like one's a DJ. Still, oh. Still, that's still a thing. Um. And the other is a real estate agent, and they all still play for like a local footy team. And they just, they just that's just where they are. But they're all, they all look, they all have friends, I suppose. That's a thing. I guess. I mean, I think it's sad. A lot of them don't leave their hometowns. Yeah, that's, that's a big component of a lot of my old high school mates, is they're all still in touch. And then I've kind of just, like, there was a talk of, because uh, it's been about 10 years since I've gone to um, my state school in the southeastern suburbs. That was a state school. Um, and, yeah, there was a 10-year reunion. They kind of, like, went, oh, do we reckon? Do we reckon? And we all kind of went, like, there was about 10 people that wanted to go that are all people that just still hang out anyway. And the rest are like, we- we're good. We-, we don't want to come back to any of this. It's too, I don't know, it brings up a lot of trauma, I suppose. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they just they all just went on to go to the pub and play for the Basin Bears. Well, what's wrong with the Basin Bears, Zach? Well, I don't know. They got, um, uh, what's his name? Barry Hall? Is that him? Barry Holt, the guy, the guy that punched the people? Yeah, yeah. As a, like, they actually said, oh, we're going to bring Barry Hall in. You can play him. Like, it was like 20 people versus Barry Hall. And, like, that was the attraction. It's like, hey, remember this guy that, this is a dirty player? We get to play with him and pay 50 bucks a head. Now, that sounds great. Now, speaking of bears, they're animals. Yes. And you're here to promote your short film, Animal Work. That's right. Notice how I did that segue. uh, Would you like to know, um, I I tried stand-up comedy um, very, very briefly back in 2012. You know Class Clowns? I don't know. I know Class Clowns, yeah. Yeah, you probably know, actually, a few people that I did the comp. Um, Patrick Collins, Rowan Thamba, Madeline Stewart... They're all doing I know pretty Pat. well. I know Pat. You know Pat? Yeah, I know Pat. S- Speaking of it's Pat. <laughs> okay, let's move on quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I did Class Clowns and one of my jokes that landed really well was a Segway joke. And uh, anyway, I've totally ruined the Segway joke. Anyway, 
Um, yeah, I did a short film, yeah. Now go back to the Segway joke. Go back to the Segway joke. Okay, okay so this is it. All so, my jokes are Segway jokes. Alright, well, um, it would be literally a Segway joke. This is so fun, explaining the joke. So I'd be like, hey, what's that thing, that, that motorized thing with, like, there's a steering handlebar and two wheels? Ah, oh, it's a Segway. And then I'd go into my next bit. It did very well. That's what got me to the state finals and then get knocked out. And then and he never got on stage ever again? Yeah, I kind of said to myself, well, obviously I'm not funny. If Peter Hellier doesn't think I'm funny, then clearly I'm, I'm no comedian and I gave up. I, genuinely, I was like, no, it's too hard. <laughs> I just went, I'm just going to do acting because that way I can just be dra- dramatic and no one will think, I don't know, it's not dramatic enough. I think that's what the ABC thinks when they commission TV shows. So they get a drama. And then they go like, alright, it's drama, and everything has to be melancholic. Like, you know, everyone has, like, the brother that's just come out of rehab, and the uncle that's uh, just learning to deal with their homosexual tendencies, and then uh, the mother that's, that's left, and she's, like, trying to live a new life. And there's no humour. Just like real life. There's no, like, absurd, absurd kind of, huh, isn't that funny? No. Not in the ABC. No, no, dramedies. Dramedies. They are neither dramas or comedies. Can I, I did a writing class for um, during one of the lockdowns, and uh, I pitched a TV show to a fairly kind of well-known Australian t- like comedian slash writer, and he does courses and whatnot, and I pitched it to him, and he got like really upset when I said, oh, it's a bit of a dramedy. And he kind of went, oh, not one of those. <laughs> well, why, why, why bother? <laughs> a comedy is a comedy. And then he went on a, a spiel about why the Big Bang Theory is like a show that we should respect. Because, you know, people might say it's not very funny, but it's a comedy and it has jokes. And that's when I sort of went, oh, we're, we're doomed as a creative nation. Yeah, well, what if we actually paid attention to the Big Bang Theory, made something that's popular that people liked? I know, well, but have you, I can't pay attention to that. No, I know it's not good. I know it's not good, but it's popular and people liked it. And if only Australia could learn to make something that's popular and people like. What is that about? Like, is that back, back right back to the judging thing? Is that just us going like, look at this fucking show? <laughs> Who do they think they are putting on a show, thinking they're able to trick us? Is that, like, I don't know. Is that what we're thinking? I uh, used to think that. About the Big Bang Theory? No, about, like, the Australian Big Bang Theory. Oh. Also known as, um, what is it? Uh, Beauty and the Geek? Is that the Australian Big Bang Theory? It's a reality show. Um, well, I'm like, in terms of Australian nerds. The shows where Australian, like, nerds end up with, like, hot, hot women, right? Yeah. Okay. I I just think, I'm not going to go on a rant here about the Australian industry. Well, I, I know. Well, I was thinking... it's, the, it's the same people that have run it for like 30 years. Yeah. They're old. They don't know like what's going on. Well, like they're Lorne Michaels times 30 with an Australian sense of like kind of integrity, I suppose, where they just, are, they, they, they just shotgun and hope for the best with no, like again, like no funding. I Like... Everything is funded through a funding body. Yeah, but like... And when you do that... (laughs) You're going to get the same shit? You're going to get the same shit. You're going to get no creativity because then you have these funding... Oh, God, I'm going on a genuine rant right now. I know. They're like, well, it has to take this box. It has to take that box. Yeah. We have to know our money's going somewhere where we all look good out of it. Yeah, and there's a guarantee, like, there's an audience. And I don't know, like, did you see the latest Wog Boys? I didn't. (laughs) Oh, really? You didn't see the latest Wog Boys free Wog Boys Forever? <laughs> you know you can't say In the title. You can't say Wog anymore because Nick fr- Genopolis owns the word. I know, but I, I, I so can't it's just even... it's just Boys Forever. I know, I, it's just Boys Forever. <laughs> you can only say Boys Forever. Um, and even then. What is forever? Uh, I, I feel bad because I do have like friends were on on that movie, and like b- behind the scenes, and it's like everyone was so excited to be on that project, and I was thinking, man, wouldn't it be nice if like the project was like something, like wow, like 
I haven't seen a better version of this. I, I, again, it's very hard to make stuff in Australia and like, uh, who am I to judge? But like, I feel like whenever an Australian show gets made, animated or adult or whatever, it feels like a slightly like Aldi version of a British or an Australian project. Would you say that's right? I would say that's right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's just, wh- why keep trying to copy when it's just, it, it, we're all gonna, th- we're all thinking it. <laughs> we're all thinking it. You know, I had the animated, uh, the people from Stepmates on this show a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. When their show, what was it called? Regular Old Bogan was on. Oh, Middle, Middle Upper Bogan? No, no, upper no, middle no, Bogan? no, 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 that was, that's like a live action thing. This is like a cartoon on Seven Mate. Oh, yeah, And their yeah. whole, and the whole thing was Seven Mate were trying to advertise it as like, it's Australia, South Park. And even they were like, no. oh, please, please don't advertise us as that. Yeah. Well, please. Uh, I remember... Like Bro Town, did you ever watch Bro Town? I saw it a couple times. Well, that, that was like that was like a, it's like a New Zealand one, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, and I remember it like as a kid, it was pitched on Comedy Central, and they went, "Hey, it's Tong in South Park," and I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." But it, it wasn't. But it was still. I thought it was pretty damn funny for what it was. Um, as a yeah, as a kid, first episode's pretty great, pretty dark. You know, two of them get sent off to like a state adoption agency and like they're in with a bunch of like juvenile detention kids that are like violent and like overrun and i'm like oh yeah no this is this is dark and funny and kind of like familiar but like i don't know australia can i tell you a fun fact yeah sure this has been nothing but fun facts uh well it's been nothing but facts maybe let's it's been nothing but (laughs) it's been begrudging negativity (laughs) i know it's just it's the bitterness hour um Australia, uh, WA Screen Australia will not fund anything unless there's a cute dog or bird in the movie. Think about it. Red Dog, Red, Red dog, dog 2. Pelican, uh, Storm Boy, the, the Penguin Bloom, Oddball. It's like, it's only got to be, it's got, like kids love cu- like cuddly dogs and cute birds. And, like, every kind of up-and-coming director will have to do the new one. If you watch Oddball or see, like, ten seconds of it, you'll see, like, oh, that shot's kind of framed nicely. And there's, like, kind of... If they were given their own project to do, I could see this being good. But it'd be like if PJ Hogan, who did uh, Muriel's Wedding back in the day, they were like, before you make the thing that you want to make and probably will do well, you got to make this dog movie. <laughs> like, to prove that you can get the bums on seats. Look, if you can get people in with a dog, you can do the hardest stuff for getting them in with humans. Yeah. Which is, again, why I was like, all right. I'm this, and again, like, my short film has my dog in it. And this is probably my most kind of, like, sentimental idea as a short film. And I was like, all right, this is going to be, like, a family-friendly thing that I can do that, like, the general audience can see. Um, Animal Works, the name of the short film that... Uh, I asked Ross to talk about on this. I, I've just been ranting. I hate. I hey. I I segued up the question about I know. talk, and then now we're going. We're going on rants. We're going on tangents. <laughs> I know. I know, and it's my fault, and I will own that, and I am sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, segueing right back to the short film, and enough enough bitterness. Your short, your short film, animal work, animal work. Yes, um, was basically my going like, okay, well, obviously the industry kind of need to it needs to be about the general audience first so I need to make something that's very kind of uh, approachable and watchable for everyone and not too esoteric not too specific but also I need to be able to respect myself after making something like that Um, and I was really for a long time going like I don't know like if if people are going to get me or if people are going to get this but um, yeah I just sort of had I just had this idea because uh, for for me, acting, I I really enjoy when I get a chance to just be in the space and like be improvising and making shit up on the spot with another person. And a lot of that is like these weird acting exercises and improv games and theater sports and whatnot. Um, and you get really funny kind of moments between two people or more. Um, and then there's also really kind of interesting, weird, dreamlike, introspective moments too. And I was like why not make that into a short film and not really 
rely on too much dialogue and too much pathos and um, see if it works. And a lot of people really responded to it. And it, it's um, gone all around the world. It's gone more places than I ever have. Um, people in Japan and Italy and, and uh, merry old London town have enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, uh, so uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's all, it's all the cute dog. My cute dog, Charlie. <laughs> Two seconds at the start. That's right. And at the end, that cute dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's symbolism. It is symbolism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what did you think of it? Like, no pressure, but like... Oh, no. Did you see it? No, I did watch it before. I watched it earlier today. Yeah. I, I prepared... No, thank you. I took that. I took that link you got, you gave me, that and seven I seven minute, <laughs> and I watched it. Yeah, like um, I've really enjoyed seeing people like from all different uh, generations and audience sort of backgrounds watch it. I've seen like boomers love it. Like I was not expecting um, the older generation to really have any patience for it, but like I've taken it to a few like local film festivals in Bellarine and, and, and Ballarat and whatnot, and they bloody love it. They're like, oh! It's, it's the- got that, like, okay, what is this? Yeah. What actually is this? <laughs> yeah. Where is he at right now? Yeah. And, um, like, I remember it, it played at Lido uh, in Hawthorne in front of, like, um, like a few, like, film student types and some cool people. And it was a very, like... I like how you separated the two. Well, I mean... The film students aren't cool. Well, like, no, the film... Oh, film students pretend to be cool. I, I don't know. They oh, dress, there you go. You're, you're begrudging like, negativity again. I know. It's, you brought it out of me. Um, but, like, more kind of... Uh, they were like, huh, hmm, huh, huh. Like, that was the, the general kind of noise response I heard from that film. And then um, uh, I showed it to some young men. Who I look, uh, who I work with in my support work, and it was just dead silence, like just nothing. Um, about seven of them showed them, the movie was over, and they went, "Wow, wow." And I was, and like that was probably my favorite response. Like I was like, "Yeah, cool." <laughs> what about that film student response? Film re- student response was because you might not necessarily want their approval. No, no, no. Uh, it's more uh, genuine reaction. I don't know. Like, I'm sure you, in like, you kind of like to see where the audience, re- how they react to in the moment kind of stuff. Like, and again, yeah, like you said, it's where, where's, where, where is this going? What's about to happen? What yeah, is yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, like, right. What, where's the turn? Which is like, and like a, you know, oh, this is the turn. But okay, well, okay, but what are they doing? Is this actually a? Yeah, what yeah. meaning is this? Yes. So yeah. that's someone that it goes into a sort of meeting it looks like a support group and then it's an acting class dun, it's an, dun, it's an acting okay i didn't know we we're gonna spoil it but... well i mean wh- where are we at like we're half halfway through this i'm sure I, I maybe at the start we'll say um i don't know is this all i don't know is this all going in <laughs> um of course it's all going in i'm gonna leave in the pot <laughs> well yeah everything well i mean it's been at, like it's been doing the festival run for two years so Everyone go um, watch the short film. Uh, well, again, I don't know. Some people like like to be spoiled. Like they like to know what's uh, going to happen. Well, and... you know, they're morons. <laughs> yeah, they like. I think it's a safety thing at the end of the day. Maybe and look, that maybe that's the general audience that Screen Australia cares about. We want to know what we're watching all the time without any jumps, jump scares, or switcheroos, or twist endings, or new castings. <laughs> Halfway through. Halfway through. Oh, have you seen um, uh, Dusk Till Dawn? No, I haven't. Oh, it's great. I won't say anything. Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez, and now I won't say anything. What does the VCA think of Robert Rodriguez? You know, he's never come up. Um, I reckon they... You know what? I honestly don't know. I reckon he'd be a very um, divisive guy. Because... In one sense, VCA are very much like, you know, fight for your vision and passion. But because Robert Rodriguez wears so many hats on set, VCA are a bit like, no, 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 no. We do not, you know, we do not um, disperse our creative energy over many projects or many different... Like, you know, you are the director. You are the gaffer. You are the cinematographer. Again, VCA, thank you so much for the opportunity. You, you were the, you know, I did Foundations and thank you. You gave me the chance to make the short film. But again, I have some notes... On how you ran things. Well, people who who listen to this show want to know 
before they enroll. It's good they know, and we're, you're telling them. This e- is expect oh, okay. Zach Marinin's masterclass right. on a on a VCA. On VCA is expect a lot of bullshit criticisms from people who don't know what they're talking about, and some good criticisms from people that do know what they're talking about. Um, and really don't like rely on them to give you assurance about like whether a product's good or not. Like if they're not favoring you, um, or if they feel like they're kind of going, Hey, that person's the next up and comer. Who's to, who's to say like the, the film school environment is like a small bubble. The real world's a very different place. And honestly, you know, if you have the money and the time and the support from your family and friends, go for it. But like, prepare for like so many useless Facebook comment style criticisms that you'll like almost don't know. You know, nothing will make them happy. It'll be like the the I don't know the parent that'll never be impressed by you. Expect that kind of energy. And if you're willing to take that on, go for it. Now, did it make you a better person though to work for the approval of of daddy? Of <laughs> that's what it is, right? It's daddy, it's mummy. Oh yeah. Oh look, there's always going to be that complex. Um, yeah, not for sure. And even then, like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, like that thing of going as a director. And I was saying this to when I was, I was living with my mum at the time, like making the movie, and being a director of a movie, you kind of feel like a cult leader. Because it's like your crazy vision and you're convincing a crew and cast to like do your, like not your bidding, but like to just go along for the ride and it's all going to pay off. Like, I, don't worry, the like, you know, Christ is coming. I, I Believe me, here we go. It's all going to pay off at the end. And either you sink or you swim at the end of the day with the project. And I've been an actor on so many student films, some good and some complete bag shit, um, that I kind of didn't want to be that director that ruined people's time and effort for like a piece of crap that got like you know there's nothing i i really feel for the actors in the room like that first screening where they were all there and people like laughing at something that's not trying to be funny i I, i've been in that area where i've been like at i've been at vca or swinburne or acme or wherever they're doing a student film screening and you're watching that one film that's just like Oh, nothing's working. The acting's awful. The camera's terrible. The sound's awful. And the story is like the most kind of, well, I could have come up with that in two seconds kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, I just, I didn't want my crew to be doing that. And I think that was a lot of, you know, just like probably the complex speaking, you know, do you ever go like, ah, oh, what am I, what does, what does mummy and daddy think of my comedy? Well, in my case, mummy and daddy is the arts industries, the festivals. Oh, yeah, the festivals, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I got I got a freaking what nomination at the start of the year. Yeah. Now I'm like, I guess because Daddy likes me now. But now I don't know if Daddy does like me. What was that all about? Yeah, no, I've been the same. Like, um, I, again, this is where that bitterness with VCA saying, oh, there's just two people in a room. Like, well, fucking some festivals like my short film. Can't. Like, you know, <laughs> clearly, clearly I'm pretty good. <laughs> but obviously... What is it? Like, you'd never listen, you never take compliments in, you take criticisms in, and like wear them, like tattoos. Unless it's a reviewer. And then, sure, you won't take it seriously, but you'll take the compliment as a pull quote. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, I've seen so many like one word reviews, and I'm like, I wonder what the full review for that, for that comedy special was, or that short film, or whatever. You know, I've got, um, I've got quotes that I can do, and I'm like, hey, I, I remember, um, Four Lions, that movie that has um, Sound of Metal, actor, really good, with the drums and the going deaf. Uh, what's his name? I don't know. We can quickly look it up. Um, fuck. But, uh, it's a Brit- it, anyway. It's a British film. It's, it's directed British by film. Chris Morris. Yes, and I remember the poster for that was literally just a bunch of different newspapers and reviewers with just the word funny. <laughs> so it was like funny 50 times in the post. And I was like, well, I gotta go see it. Apparently it's pretty good. Like, it's pretty funny. Um, and that's like the one time the one caption quote works. The other times... Oh, have you seen how they do it like, with like Twitter caption quotes now? Uh, how many like, what? Well, like Black Adam will be like, see the movie that's totally awesome and it'll be like some twitter guy like <laughs> you know black adam mates 69 says 
Black Adam totally awesome and completely mind-blowing. And it'll be just some person on Twitter. Like, they just hide quotes now. Because now that it's technically a quote from someone, we can use it in the advertising. Weird. Maybe they feel like people trust Twitter more than their twi- random Twitter people than uh, New York Times. Well, uh, you know, I certainly do. I don't know who I would trust more. Oh man, I I don't. I, I mean, I don't I don't know anyone who pays attention to reviewers, but at the same time, it's this weird well, this need, is, right? Well, this is the thing. Like, um, have did you, did you ever watch that Doctor Death show on Stan? Or, like, the true crime kind of Dr. Death series? No, no, I didn't. The, 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 the crazy thing is, you can be a pretty good con man with a good camera and some sound equipment. Like, you can... If you have, like, enough production know-how, you can be the next, like, whoever you want to be and mislead an entire group of people because they're like, well, the camera quality is good and the sound quality is pretty good. They must be knowing what they're talking about. Like, <laughs> it, it's like this crazy new... Um, snake oil salesman style like thing where you can just trick anyone i reckon you know i could trick anyone thinking that i'm a pretty good short filmmaker with animal work i've made one and i just finished rapping on another i don't know how it's going to come out in the edit might be good might be complete crap it's gonna be amazing zach well you have to say it's amazing i know you do i know you meant to say that but i don't I'm never happy until it's like been accepted by festivals. I get the award from Mummy and Daddy Festival. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you did all right, kid. Now get out of here. Buzz off. Get a job. I say all this stuff about critics because my stuff is seemingly unreviewable. <laughs> Do, but like, is that kind of the aim? You're like, well, I don't, I don't want to conform to, you know. Um, it was so hot today. How hot was it? So hot that, um, I don't know, Queensland was taking notes. That, that's a... Why did you give up stand-up? <laughs> that's a brilliant joke. Uh, maybe I should go back to stand-up. And I can quote you. <laughs> You're brilliant. Go back to stand-up, <laughs> Ross Purdy. <laughs> you never should have left. You never should have left. Why did you leave? Why did you leave? Um, yeah, no, it will... It's funny, the guy that won, um, he did this bit about school shooters, which was pretty funny. Um, and, it, like, just even, we never heard from him again. Um, but, like, four, five people that did that year with me have all gone to have pretty, like, steady, com- like, you know, stand up lives. Like, um, oh, Luca Muller's another one. You know him? I know Luca Muller. Yeah. He. I, I don't know if he remembers me. I feel like we all remember each other, but we, like, I messaged Madeline. She's, she was doing a show at Malthouse or something, and I was like, that's amazing and good for you. And, um, you know, she's like, yeah, no, let's catch up. And it's been 10 years. Um, Mitchell, who was in my short film, The Main Guy, I met him in the first round of um, Class Clowns. And he was really good, and they didn't give him get jack shit. And I, I, I got the, the round, but um, he actually had a better set than I did, I reckon. You know, I can admit that. Story, story of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, bro? Is it the story of my life? I think it's a story of... Your life. Of a... Uh, An artist's life. A, a still struggling artist's life. Like, um, seeing seeing people get away with some bullshit and, like, people going, that was great. Like, that's gonna be always there, I think. Just, like, oh, that wasn't, that wasn't as good as everyone's saying. Or that wasn't as clever as everyone thought it was. And then everyone going like, hey, that was pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. I see... Uh, uh, I guess... Um, in terms of things I've learned, especially at VCA, uh, was the fact that, like, making films is fucking hard. And it's incredibly stressful. And, um, you know, if you manage to make something... If you manage to get something on camera and, and the sound's on and the actors are somewhat believable, like, that's a goddamn miracle in itself. Um, but like that's with like no money and you like no one like the, the fact that stuff that is getting money and has all the resources and they make like you know pretty pedestrian crap it's just a bit disappointing I don't know like I don't know am I just am I just being a fucking whinger tell this me this is the whinging podcast what podcast isn't we're destroying comedy we're destroying art by just complaining about it uh, alright I gotta I gotta get off this fucking mopiness like uh, so what do they think about David Cronenberg 
David Cronenberg. Um, I haven't seen Possessor. I heard it's really good. So, Have you seen these? Well? I haven't seen. I saw Crimes of the Future. Oh yeah, it's the one where Viggo Mortensen has a woman <laughs> make out with a wound on his stomach. Oh yeah, and that's funny. And that's funny. It wasn't meant to be funny, but it was funny. Was it like um, was it like over the top, or was it kind of like the makeup artist did a real good job on that wound, and you're like, whoa, like I'm, I'm feeling yeah, but clearly wanted to make it. It wasn't like schlocky B-movie stuff. Uh, it was like, oh, okay, this is a moment that, like, you know, is meant to provoke the audience. Yes. Yeah. Well, what's that? I don't know who said it. I don't know who said this line, but it's it stuck with me. It's, um, art is to comfort the disturbed and disturb the comforted. Have you heard that? I know that. And I've always felt my art is to disturb everyone. <laughs> to disturb all. To disturb the disturbed. Disturb the disturbed, disturb the comfortable... I mean, I don't know how comfortable Disturbed is, and I don't know how Disturbed a comfortable is. Have you ever had anyone, like, talk to you after your set and be like, I didn't like that, and this is uh, a reason why? Have you ever had that? Have you ever had that, that person at the end going like, oh, look, that was just too much. <laughs> I've never had anyone that specifically... I can definitely tell when it's been yeah. too much for an audience. Yeah. A lot of the time, they don't want to hang back. Yeah, right. And they're just like, okay, well, that was an ordeal. Right, yeah, like you don't have any hecklers. Do you, do you ever have... I, have like, to definitely, I definitely had hecklers. Like going like, like, tell some jokes, or like, what is this shit? Or like, What is this shit? What oh, are you yeah. saying? Take the mask off. <laughs> yes, the mask. I like the mask. Um, do people not get the mask? Or like, do they just... Are they thinking that like, you're holding them hostage? You're hijacking the stage. It is interesting. I think the mask has given some people an easy excuse for why they didn't like it. Ah, uh, yeah. It's like, oh, I just didn't get it. It just didn't engage me. Maybe it's because I didn't see your face. And I'm like, no. Mm. Trust me, I had this similar reaction when I was just performing. Yeah. Uh, is the mask kind of like this sort of emo Phillips thing where it's sort of like that's you have now become... Ross Purdy, the comedian? Yes. That's exactly it. You've nailed it and you haven't even seen it. No, I haven't. I am I am awful. Like, I picked a hell of a time to make a film. Like, all my friends uh, have got their, like, one-person shows out at, on Fringe and yeah. comedy specials. And I, I live out in, like, uh, in Warburton, um, which is, like, an hour and a half trip into the city anyway. And then I'm, like, working all the time. Like, it's already further away from where we are now. That's right, yeah. Park. Yeah. Just, you know, for people make, taking notes. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's just one of those things where I feel like a crap person living out here. But it's, it's just... That's the, 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 the comedy and the theatre scene's all in, in a city. It's just, like, it's hard to get out there every night. I don't know how people do it. I don't know, I've, I tried, I tried to do that thing when I was starting out, yeah. of like, okay, I'm doing stand-up, I have to go out and do a gig each night, because that's what everyone else is doing. Mm. Well, everyone has, like, well, that's... People but then are... I realised, I'm going on a different path, Zach. Oh, yeah. I'm actually, this is actually sincerely what I learned, but I'm saying it in a sarcastic way, oh, yeah. so people don't, you know... Ta like, well, we, we'll just say it's ironic, and then we're fine. Yeah, know? exactly. So you ironically learned something. Ironically learned something. That I'm going on a different path. Yeah. So why do I have to copy their, oh, you got to do two gigs a night yeah. type thing? I, I, well, again, I think that's a really romanticized like, thing when the cost of living wasn't so fucking outrageous. Or I remember this acting teacher said a very similar thing about actors and what you should be doing. And, and he said... You need to be acting all the time, that sort well, of thing. Well, yeah, you need to be reading a play every night. Oh, uh, yeah, and well, that's, said, that's not going to happen. And I was like, mate, you did that in the fucking 60s, dude. Like, you know, this is not, like, we, we don't have the bongo drums and the black skivvies. Like, this is a hard fucking life, and, you know, we've got to be working our shitty jobs. Well, actually, I, the job I work is pretty great now, but for i got to work, work my shitty job. Yeah, he's got to work his shitty job, acting coach that taught Leonardo DiCaprio. If, if people are listening, they know who I'm talking about. That acting coach don't definitely it. taught Leonardo, don't date anyone <laughs> over the age of 25. Yeah. <laughs> he said that's, that, that's, that's what gets him crying, is he has to think about um, when they turn 25. 
<laughs> and he's going to tell him to get out of his eco-friendly mansion. Um, he had seven great years with him. Yeah. Oh, seven yeah. great years. Seven years and seven no more. Um, do you know, I, I, I don't mind him, but Kevin07 was selling his um, Kevin07 t-shirts as merch. It, it was for charity. But it was a little weird. Like, that, that is a little weird. I don't know why he would want to buy a Kevin07 shirt. Yeah, I, I would just say, why not just donate to the charity? I, it was weird. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't... People won't donate unless they get something out of it. You have nothing, so here's a Kevin07 shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, that, like, you know, that was a bit of an L rud. Bit of an L rud, but, you know. Look, you make in front of the RuPot... RuPot... Uh, RuPot... RuPaul. RuPaul Murdoch. RuPaul Murdoch. <laughs> Right-wing propagandize for your life. <laughs> That's a new character. Yeah, no, nah, RuPaul Murdoch. <laughs> Just saying it, it's funny. Um, yeah, RuPaul Murdoch. I, I hate myself. Um, but yeah, like... Um, where, where were we going with all that? I guess... I monopolized all the media! <laughs> I have truly slayed Queen. <laughs> and now uh, my judges will say things in punny ways and will get the best edits of them. Um, Innuendos. Even the Australian RuPaul people thought was a bit inadequate. That was the biggest thing I heard. What is it with us? Why can't we... Why can't... Like, are we making... The Olympics, we smash it. We, like, do really well. We're, we're, we're a threat. But when it comes to the Australian industry... We, we, Olympics know. are sport. We need to see arts as sport. We do. As something to be conquered and to be on the world stage on. I, I, well, I think we've got it, really. We do. We have the talent. We have the mind. Um, it's just the goddamn money. And the, I don't know, the optimism? Optimi- like, something I always get really upset about is the best show, the best Australian show that we've made... It's Bluey. Like, it is. Americans love it. The world loves Bluey. And if you sat down and watched the... It's actually pretty good. Like, for what it is. I mean, for what it is, I've... I've I'll go over to my sister's place and my niece is there and she's watching Bluey and... Yeah. And, like, people... Like, because it keeps popping up on, like, my TikTok and uh, the comments are usually like, I'm an adult and, like, I have no children, but I love this show. And I'm going, yeah, because it's fairly relatable and it's funny and um, it's short and sweet. It's like seven minutes. Um, and I'm going, why can we nail it for kids stuff? Like, Australians, we do pretty well with a kid. Like, round a twist. That's phenomenal. It's pretty good. Stuck with I've me. Watched, I've watched Weekend of, of uh, Kids TV. <laughs> and it's like, this is a lot more visually engaging than the same four shots of... Of, like, a cafe? Of a cafe or whatever the funding bodies want to show off of Melbourne or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I just... I I don't know. I don't know why there isn't an adult version of Bluey. Like, as in, like, with that level of... Um, kind of, like, one episode's all about this kid that can't get to sleep because he's having a bad dream. And they do it all to this... Um, oh, I've, I've forgotten the... It's classical. It's like, um... Uh, Fantasia. What... Uh, like, what Australian, like adult media would ever take that chance you know maybe no no actually no i can't think of one maybe fat pizza oh yeah well fat pizza would do that Uh, (laughs) well fat pizza is like the weirdly most diverse show in the world and also like kind of i don't know no one would like claim to i mean maybe chris lilly but like no one would claim to be like yeah that's that's top comedy um (laughs) yeah i don't know well I, I tend to end all my rants with I don't know. That that's like my get out of. I don't job, know. Right? I don't know about fat pizza. You don't know about fat pizza. Oh, there's, there's some pretty. There's um. I oh, know. I mean, you don't. No, nah, don't worry. I know about fat pizza. Why would I bring it up otherwise? Well, have you? Uh, Paul yeah, and Paul Paul Fennick, you know he. Fennick, yeah. yeah, he makes shows for five bucks. That's why he keeps going. <laughs> and he gets all his mates. That's the one show that doesn't annoy me. That it's like the same twelve cast members each and every time. Because I'm like, well, you know. They're having fun. Good on them. <laughs> what is it about that? Like, that uh, we're either super crass and uh, we have to be like Rodney Rude levels of offensive or it's the most like milk toast thing in the world. Like, we can't... There's no middle ground. There's no middle ground. No middle ground. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I did it again. 
Here's the middle ground. Here's to the middle ground. Here's the middle ground. Um, SBS 7 or 7, mate. They're the ones making all the original content these days, I feel like. Yeah, with... um. Pick up, pick up a TV show with me in it. I'll get Zach to direct... I'd love to direct the Seven Mate show and be like, alright, in this, in this, you know, you're just going to be a, a guy that just fucking can't believe how much your wife spends on the fucking credit card, mate. Are you, is that a Kenny sketch? <laughs> a Troy Kenny sketch? <laughs> See, if I got a show, yeah, it would be that, but then like, well, uh, we have to pay this back somehow, we have to sell the organs on the black market. <laughs> And that'll be Cronenbergian-esque body horror, because that's funny. That is funny. I'm, I'm very worried about the Auntie Donna show on ABC. I, I'm worried that's going to be not anywhere near what they can do. And I, I think it's just the, the overarching, like, no money, no chances. I don't know. Where, like, I, Let me tell you, if, it, if there's an arc, <laughs> if there's an arc where Mark gets cancer, <laughs> and Zach has to deal with his sexuality... Then you know they've been ABC or fight for good. Well, yeah, actually, that would be that would be a great twist. Oh man, I would kill in their silly sketch show of six episodes. One episode is just like full on, like the most dramatic, like you know, domestic drama out there. If it if it was five episodes of like their usual silliness, followed by <laughs> the, the, heaviest the, the fucking... most dramatic thing ever, and it's played completely straight, that would actually oh be God. a momental. Yeah, uh, anti-comedy moment. moment. It would for Australian television. Actually, um, did you watch their Netflix one, their Netflix show? I did. The one that was produced by Ed Helms. Ed Helms. I didn't. I really liked that sketch that he did, that Mark did, um, where he was playing the silly Italian man, one of his favorite characters, and then like they completely drop the act, and it turns into like um, he's kind of an act. He, he turns into the actor Mark Bonanno, and he's like, I just need a moment, and I was, like. I loved it. That was my favourite sketch. Mark Bonanno, I love that sketch. Um, I bumped into you once in a pub and you kind of shirked away and I was like, I, I won't bother you, but really like that sketch. Well, I saw two two out of three of those Auntie Donna boys just yesterday. Oh, yeah? How are they? Oh, that stupid old shares. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's where you, yeah, that's where you're based. That's where I usually record. I know. Now I... bringing it back to being in Chernside Park. Yes, the illusion is ruined. No, I look. I um. You're staring in front of a, a crappy green screen right now. Yeah, but like this is know, where it happens. This is where, <laughs> this is where the magic happens. This is where the OnlyFans happens. Um, do you do Twitch streaming? I don't do Twitch stream. I wouldn't know what to do in Twitch streaming. I'm well. I, I don't know. I just know there's a green screen and a and a key light from Kmart, and that's usually and then they just talk, and well, some of them do. This is this podcast is my opportunity to talk, and I realize I can't talk just me. Yeah, oh, for man. twenty minutes because I'm just I'll just ramble on. I need someone to occasionally interject. Oh look, and, and I I do realize that I am a massive hijacker of like thought, and um, this has good. A, I, good. I, I don't know if this is a, I, I don't know if this is like audible or listenable. Like, well, I guess we'll find out in the wash. We'll find out later. <laughs> Um, we can edit. We can. We can certainly edit. Um, well, have you ever thought? I know you do like a lot of stand-up shows, but have you ever wanted to do like, a, a, like a like a short film idea or a film idea or a TV show? Have you ever envisioned anything like that? If because always, well, cause always. If I can, I, if I can kind of do a counter argument to all the bullshit I was saying about the funding and blah blah blah, and it's really unfair. Horror is always given a chance. That's something. Um, and like you said, with David Cronenberg, if we can kind of unite the elements of co- like comedy, huh, hello, horror and comedy, I think we'd be laughing um, and screaming. I've definitely had people say my shows are disturbing. Yeah, well, um, you know, could you condense it into like a moment like, and sell that to Monsterfest? Th- that's the uh, horror. That's the horror. I do know. I helped with a local horror movies Kickstarter. Oh, cool. Made by Dave Jackson and uh, Catsick Blues. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That did kind of the festival circuit. That did pretty well. Oh, yeah. Were you, were you in it? I wasn't in it. Oh, I, I helped... F- I contributed $50 and I want my $50 back. <laughs> no, I don't want it back. It was good. It was a good oh, film. Did, you get a, did you get a t-shirt or any uh, um, I got something. I got, I got a link to it and my name's in the credits. That's always kind of cool. Uh, to be involved 
in a kind of big project like that. Remember Zach Braff, how he did that? Yeah, it's a bit less charming when he does it. <laughs> I and like, what was that movie? Garden State Two, Electric Boogaloo. Like, oh, pretty much was he? He played a struggling actor again. Yeah, and it was I don't know, Zach Braff. I. It was real funny when he was like doing like a thank you video, mm. and he was doing it while <laughs> skiing at the back of a yacht. It's like, thank you, it have been really hard to fund this film. Yeah. <laughs> it was a giant tax write-off. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't know. The, I, I wanted to crowdfund my next short film, and I, I feel bad asking people for money. I, I ain't got to get over that hump. Um, and, look, even, like, and again, thank you for bringing me on, and I felt awkward asking people, oh, can I spruik my short film? On your platform, like it feels very like ah, I don't, I don't want to. Nah, do it. It I, saves I, me having to ask people. Well, I well yeah, I know it's 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 uh, what do you call it, transactional thing. But um, still, uh, I I find it so fucking hard. This part, the marketing, the the promo, the when you're you don't have the liaisons and uh, you know Today Show wanting to some manager some where manager, you can yeah. just meet in a hotel room, have a line of the junket, that's, the press junket. That's right. Yes. You know, um, I always wonder, like, or do you ever wonder, like, I wonder how I'd do with that? Because everyone sort of, everyone sort of says the junkets are the worst thing ever. You ask the same question over and over again by a bunch of fucking journos. And I kind of go, like, I reckon I'd be able to do that. Because, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like I'd be able to hack, hack it and just ramble on and, I don't know. I'm just saying. Well, I can do it. I could probably get away with just doing it in character. Yeah. Or having sincere answers and if I get bored enough... Start messing around. Would you ever? Would you ever say Rove was back? Yes. Would you ever? And you, you were on. Would you Kaufman it up? Yes, if it needs to be. Would you go? What the? <laughs> what the? What the? Here's the thing about talk show appearances. Mm. The best ones are the ones when the guest comes in with a bit. Yes, I agree. I think that's. I always think that stuff's great, and given the opportunity, I would love to do something like that. I wonder how rehearsed the bit is, because um, you can. I, I love it almost. Conan O'Brien particularly will play the curmudgeon to yeah. the bit, and they like they kind of are going like, "Oh, this is what is this? This is awful." But he clearly it's the same clip again, Paul. Yes, but he kind of loves it, and like I don't know, it's this kind of back and forth that I just I'm like. <laughs> Oh, I get a little kick out of this every time. And his uh, bemusement whenever Norm would come on and do his thing and be like, what, this isn't anything? This isn't anything? I'm like, Conan thinks this is the fucking funniest thing in the world. Because it's just something different for him, really. Yeah, I know. Uh, What is it now, the project, I suppose? Would you ever do Kaufman stuff in the project with Steve Price? (laughs) I love you, Steve. (laughs) I love you. That would be the bit. Stevie. Stevie, everyone here is against you. I don't know why. Uh, Stevie, everyone here is against you. And to learn what it's like, I've put myself in a cage. <laughs> I hired a bunch of uni leftists <laughs> to insult me. Yeah. That's the thing, they would never allow that. You would have to, like, Shanghai it in. You'd have to, and, like, then you'd never be let back. You'd never be <laughs> so let back. So it will it. have to be, like, worth it. Yeah. I suppose, who's our... Who's our toughest comp- what, Tom Gleason. he's he's a meanie <laughs> I guess oh that Tom Gleason. he's a he's a he's so f- full of barbs when like was that always his thing though I feel like that's like a new kind of like trait to him where he he's like this kind of oh a ribber a real kind of um what's his name uh roastmaster Don Don Jekylls, Ron Jekyllmy, what? Oh, Ron Ron Rickleman, non, Ron Don, Don, Don Rickles, Don Rickles, John <laughs> John John Dick John Pickle. <laughs> Don Pickle. I'm Rose Master John Pickle. John Pickle. Oh yeah, that John Pickle. He says some uh, pretty blue material, and he uh, probably would be cancelled today. That John Pickle, but you know, he's, he tells it like it is. His his Twitter got banned again. You hear about John Pickle? Not John. Pe- well, you know, Elon Musk says. Comedy is legal now. That's right. So his Patreon, all his Patreon members are going to go back on Twitter and get John Pickle elected as president for 2020. Four. Shit, that's next year. Four. Oh, gosh. Well, it's going to stop. 
The election's going to start now. It is going to start now, November. Oh, God, we're in for... Like, here it comes. Two just more, in time for Twitter, too. Two oh. more years of... Of Biden. Biden is pretty funny. Like, unintentionally funny. Like, <laughs> He... I talk like Biden. I, I empathise with Biden because I, I see there's a lot of sincerity, but then he kind of loses his trail. Mm. His excuse is he's 78 years old. I have no excuse. Um... Anyway, that's all I have to say on American politics for now. Is that all you have to say on the, your short film, Animal Work, though? Um, no, I've got plenty more to say, and um, please check it out. It's it's uh, the beginning of many things, and... Oh, that was what I was going to say. Um, resources, cameras, people, you just have to ask them to get on board with a good enough idea, and you can make something that is, like, pretty entertaining. And uh, keep it keep it limited to, like, one or two rooms um, and work with your uh, resources. Don't try and aim for, the, aim for the heavens if you don't have the resources, but you can actually make a pretty decent piece of entertainment or content with under two grand, which is what the short film cost. So it's nothing too crazy. Um, that's my little tidbit. I know I've mainly been shitting on like oh it's not good enough and I don't no one's listening to me but no you can actually do some pretty good stuff 50 people are at least listening to you right now well those 50 people thank you for listening to me prattle on for however many minutes you could withstand (laughs) if you're still listening to this (laughs) it's right it's very hard to ask for money join my patreon at patreon.com slash ross purdy will destroy comedy Bring John Pickle back, I say. Bring back John Pickle. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Thank you for bringing us back... To reality? To oh, our... To there goes our, gravity? Yes, to... Um, oh, God, I'm going John, Joe Biden right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, it's like yawning for me, where you can just lose track. Anyway. Um, John Pickle. John Pickle. Hey!